0: And hello to everyone listening in. It's the Weatherman, Burke the Weatherman Myers. And if you're looking for the Weatherman Report, you have reached the right podcast. And today we're gonna to have an interesting topic. We're gonna to be doing the top five most overrated players of the 2020 NBA season so far. And I know this could be a list, it's gonna be kind of controversial. This is my opinion. So don't take this too much to heart. And yeah, so let's get this whole thing started. And once again, I'm just going to give a shout out to my socials. If you want to follow me on Instagram, my private Instagram is Burke underscore Myers. The podcast Instagram, which is public, is the underscore weatherman underscore report. So please show some love to the socials. And please show some love to my sponsors. Beble empire.com. if you use my code Weatherman, you will get 25% off your purchases. And if you use my code for Cremo watches, you'll get 25% off any exclusive watches if you use my code Burke10. So please go out and show some love to my sponsors. So now going to Start off with a very, very, very controversial start at my top five. And my number five is Devin Booker. And Devin Booker, what a phenomenal scorer! A just, what a steal the the Phoenix Suns got in the draft. I'll tell you that much. But let's face it. His time is being wasted in Phoenix, man, and I think it's—I don't want to say he's overrated, but he is overrated in a way. Because I think the only thing the guy can really do is score the basketball, and not trying to take away the point of scoring the basketball, because that's one of the most important things you do in the game. But I mean, knowing how much, how many points the Phoenix Suns give up on the defensive end every single night, I just don't think it's, you know, offensively driven the why the Phoenix Suns suck so much. Like, you know, and I hate to say, like, that they suck, but, you know, they made the the bubble, so they're not one of the top, whatever, seven or eight worst teams in the NBA. But, hey, you know, I just think defensively they need to step it up. And I think the main person that needs to step up is D-Book. I just don't think D-Book really gives his heart and soul defensively. I think they scores a lot of points, but the person he's covers scores a lot of points. So the average kind of just splits off into losses. As we've seen the Phoenix Suns still below five hundred and let's face it, they've been one of the worst teams in the NBA over the last probably almost a decade. If we're gonna be blunt about it. I mean they're They haven't really had a good season since Steve Nash left. Um, They've just missed the playoffs once. They were ninth, And every other season, it's been kind of a very downward slump for them. And, you know, people are going to say that Phoenix is going to be crazy if they trade Devin Booker in the offseason. But we'll see what people are willing to give up for Devin Booker. Because, I mean, to be honest, I see Devin Booker as a very terrific scorer. can shoot the basketball and all that. But, will he... Can he contribute to wins? That is the question. And from the very start, doesn't... I don't... I'm not sure about that. Because we're seeing it in Phoenix. Because to blame... That Devin Booker doesn't have any help is such a false statement, because yes, he has young talent, but Devin Booker has very solid guard play, like Ricky Rubio, Miles Bridges, who's been a stu- has been a pretty solid young player so far, DeAndre Ayton, who's a terrific double double guy at the center spot, The have Saric. I mean, there's not like there's no talent on that Phoenix Suns team. There's definitely talent there. So to blame that talent is ridiculous, in my opinion. I mean, that's almost like making that LeBron James argument, saying that he had no help when he had Kyrie and Kevin Love. I mean, you know, I, I think Devin Booker has plenty enough help to at least make the playoffs. And, yes, he's they're in the West, so it's a little bit more complicated than it would be in the East. But I do think that they have a good enough team to make a, just at least a stride to the 8th spot. I mean, knowing that they're like the last team to get in the bubble, I mean, that's just sad to see. And I'm sorry, but if you're the best player on a team and you want to be regarded as one of the best guards in the NBA, you should be able to take your team above their potential. And, you know, I think that the Phoenix Suns are definitely a solid enough team to make the playoffs, at least get close to it. I mean, that's my thing. I mean, they're not, let's face it, when these eight games go, I mean, Phoenix Suns are still going to end up either in the last place of this bubble or in second-to-last place of the bubble. And that's tough to see. And, you know, seeing the Spurs looking – pretty lousy as well it's just it's tough to see and so Devin Booker really has to just do with will his play lead to wins and so far in his career it really hasn't and you know hopefully next season will change things or maybe somehow they make a miracle happen and they steal the eighth spot away from the Memphis Grizzlies we'll have to see my number four most overrated player, and this one is going to be probably even more immensely controversial, and that's Trey Young. See, I I don't I see Trey Young as a terrific talent. He can score the basketball, can dish it off, but man, dude, the Atlanta Hawks suck. I'm sorry, but let's not act like Trey Young has no talent, like, around him. I mean, John Collins is a solid, if not a borderline all-star forward. And they have Clint Capella now at center, who is a solid center. And And we're all complaining that Trey Young puts up these numbers... I'm sorry, but these numbers are empty stats. None of these, none of these stats lead to any victories, man. I mean, Atlanta Hawks are so bad, and I feel bad that Vince Carter had to retire as an Atlanta Hawk. You would think that they, would, the NBA, or he would do himself justice at least, go to at least a solid team to give himself a chance to at least retire with some dignity, man. Because Vince Carter was such a Phenomenal player. I mean, he was so good for so long. And now, you know, we see him as just like a, you know, he's just retired and he's just not his old self anymore, you know? And now we're going to see him probably on NBA TV or ESPN, given his hot takes. And, you know, and those are the hot takes I want to listen to. Kind of sick and tired of these Stephen A. Smiths, these Max Kellermans, um, Shannon Sharp, Skip Bayless is like, you know, I just think there's so many talking heads that just give you so much BS. They're just going to tell you stuff to get ratings. And it's just despicable to me because I I mean, this is something I talked to with some people and let's face it, no one out there is truly going to give you an opportunity You have to take opportunities. You have to... To make it in this world, it's almost like you have to take advantage of somebody. It's sickening to say that, but let's face it. How often do people take advantage of people just to get personal gain? Happens all the time. And to say that you've never done that to somebody, I'm sorry, but like... Everyone has. It's just something that is part of the human mind you know we have to feel somewhat we need to do something to make us feel good whatever and you know seeing how these sportscasters will take advantage of players personal lives or to spew lies about these players to get personal gain and get views it's just, it's just sickening to me. It's like seeing the news give you false narratives just to get a statement out there and get people reading your, their news reports or whatever. And that's why I just think that why not tune into the real person that's going to give you his real opinion, his, just like me. I'm just going to give you how I feel about sports how I feel about issues, and if you, you know, feel indifferent about it, whatever, you can DM me on my socials, and I'll be willing to talk it out with you. Like, I'm not trying to start any fights, not trying to do anything like that, not trying to spew any false narratives, not trying to make anyone feel discouraged by, by listening to this podcast, because I really do want to spread love and positivity And I just want everyone to know that I'm not here to take advantage of anybody. I'm here to just spread good word. So going back to Trey Young, which is every sportscaster seems to be their favorite player to watch. Because, I mean, let's face it, man. He fills up a stat sheet. Sure, he fills up a stat sheet on one on literally like the worst team in the NBA. Yeah, he puts up very good numbers, but he was a, the reason why I think he's overrated in all honesty. It has nothing to do with the stats. There's nothing to do with the empty stats, nothing to do with the record. It has to do with because he was a starter in the All-Star game. He was a starter as a, an NBA All-Star. And I'm sorry, I don't think he's a starter. Like, yeah, he puts up good stats, but it's like, you know, he was a starter, and Bradley Beal doesn't even make the play doesn't even make the NBA All Star team. You know, and Devin Booker doesn't make the All Star team. You know, Zach Levine doesn't make the All Star team. I mean, all three of those teams—the Suns, the Wizards. And the Bulls all have, I mean, the Bulls and the Hawks have, like, two of the worst records in the NBA. The Suns, at least, are borderline close to it all to make it the playoffs. So to say Trey Young is a starter as an all-star, then I do think Zach Levine, Bradley Beal, and Devin Booker have a pretty darn good case to make the, to make the NBA all-star team. But that's just my hot take on that. So, yes, Trey Young, I personally think he's an overrated player. He's a terrific player, and he puts up great stats, but these stats aren't leading to victories. Let's face it, he also turns the ball over at an alarming rate. And I don't think he does enough productivity on defense. He's a terrible defender. I mean, that's where the difference between him and, like, Russell Westbrook is. Yes, Russell Westbrook turns the ball over at a significant rate, but he also puts up a lot of assists, like Trey Young does. But what Russell Westbrook does defensively is way more efficient to his play than what Trey Young does, because Trey Young can't cover. I mean, he couldn't cover a freaking janitor, for being honest. The dude, the dude's a terrible defender, and you, we watch so many point guards just light him up. But yeah, so that's. That's why Trae Young is number four on my list of almost overrated players in the NBA today. Number three is big old Draymond Green. Mr. Draymond Green. Yes, he's overrated. And we've witnessed it this season. You know, Draymond is a phenomenal role player. But to put him, I just the reason why I think he's overrated is because so many put him in in the limelight of like he's a Dennis Rodman or a Ron Artest. He wishes he was as good of a defender as Dennis Rodman or Ron Artest or Kawhi Leonard. I mean. He's not even, I don't even think he's a top five defender in the NBA today. Maybe a couple seasons ago, but not today. I mean, let's go through it. I'd take Giannis over him. I would take Anthony Davis over him. I would take Kawhi over him. I would take Paul George over him. I'd take Chris Paul over him. I mean, there's so many guards I would take. I would take so many guards and forwards over him. That's not even including Rudy Gobert, who is potential defensive player of the year. I mean, you know, it's just... To say Draymond is this elite all-star is just ridiculous to me. I mean, yes, the guy could put up stats as a rebounder and blocks, whatever. Assists but it's because of the system he plays in. And I hate when say when people say Steph Curry is a system player. Steph Curry is the system. I like I saw that I saw a post on Instagram and it, it was making fun of Bamani Jones who once again one of these talking heads on 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 ESPN that tries to say something controversial just to get views. And he said that Steph Curry isn't this Hall of Famer, this phenomenal, out of the ordinary player. It's because he's. No, he's a system player. The reason why he's so good is because of the system he plays in. Uh, but Monty Jones, if I'm not mistaken, Steph Curry is the best three point shooter in NBA history. And he would be a, the best three point shooter in NBA history on any team. So. No, he is not a system player. He is the system. The reason why the Golden State Warriors won so many titles was because they formed a team around Steph Curry. That is the system, was Steph Curry. So to spew this fake rhetoric saying that he's a system player, you should be fired. I mean, knowing that these guys still have jobs is ridiculous to me. Like, knowing that Paul Pierce, yes, he was a... Phenomenal Hall of Famer player in the NBA. But some of the takes Paul Pierce has said is alarming to me. You know, saying that after one game in the playoffs, the Celtics were going to beat the Milwaukee Bucks. And Milwaukee Bucks then beat them four straight games in a row. Come on now. like that That should have been like a warning right there. But, yeah, so Draymond Green, yeah, he puts up these stats of rebounds and assists, very good, whatever. But look how bad the Golden State Warriors were this season. And, yes, they didn't have Klay Thompson, and they didn't have Steph for half the season. But still, Draymond put up such such empty stats that it was ridiculous. And I hate to say it, when he put up these great stats of rebounding and assists, you know, if I'm personally being honest, if I played on that Golden State Warriors team, I'd average, like, eight assists. God, all I have to do is pass the ball to the two, and then these last two seasons, when they had Kevin Durant, three of the best shooters in the NBA? uh, Yeah, I, I would average eight assists. Like, golly, you could just put those three players, and then put me and, like, Golly, put put me and uh, one of my friends on the team, and we probably win forty games, forty five games. Like that's all you need. Or Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and KD. So yeah, Draymond Green, overrated, and he's definitely a top three overrated player, in my opinion. Number two. Oh, this one hurts me. And this one hurts me bad. Paul George. Oh, it hurts to say that. But Paul George has not been playing like Paul George of last season. And I'm hoping for the best because I love me some Paul George. But, man, the dude needs to, like get back into his stride because I mean, yes, he's, he's been playing pretty well over the last, before COVID he started picking it up again, started playing really well, but I want to see him like back to his MVP caliber ways. And like, I'm hoping that he really shows out in these playoffs. Cause let's face it, man. The playoffs of last year, Paul George just did not show up. He showed up for like one game. He showed up for one game the year before. It's just despicable of me, and I love me some Paul George, and I just think Paul George is overrated because ESPN and all these play and all these other like top rankings, whatever of the NBA. How Paul George is the second best shooting guard in the NBA. And I'm sorry. Like, he's not. Like, not this season. Last season, yeah. He was born, he was the top. If he was a shooting guard or small forward, wherever you want to put him. He was definitely in there. For sure. But to say that Bradley Beal isn't better than Paul George this season. I mean, come on. Bradley Beal's been lighting up scoreboards. And if we're going to talk about a player that has no one really to play with, it's Bradley Beal, man. Bradley Beal literally has one white dude, Beltron, that, that can light up a scoreboard from the three-point line. But other than that, everyone seems to be just, like, so young, and they're still waiting for John Wall to come back. So... We'll see when John Wall comes back, whether they keep Bradley Beal or, I mean, we'll see. Because that's a whole mess right there. Well, I'm personally being honest. I hope the OKC Thunder make a make a run at Bradley Beal this off season Because I think he'd be a phenomenal piece to add with Shea Gillis-Alexander and Danilo Gallinari if they keep Gallinari and Steven Adams and the whole core. But, yeah, so that hurts. Paul George, I do have him as... My second most overrated player just because ESPN and all that have him rated so high. And I personally don't think he's been that good this season. But we'll see what ends up happening once, you know, NBA really comes back. Not just these scrimmages, but the actual games come back in a couple of days. And we'll see if Paul George can really get back to lighting up a scoreboard with Kyle Leonard. Because, let's face it, if Paul George doesn't play like vintage Paul George, Kawhi Leonard might just leave after next season. And the Clippers would be an absolute mess if Paul George or Kawhi Leonard leave because they've literally given up their whole future to the Oklahoma City Thunder just to get Paul George. So, it's insane to me. So, yeah, I have Paul George at number two. And my number one most overrated player of this 2020 NBA season is Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma is, I mean, he's been the most overrated player since he stepped on NBA court. I mean, everyone's like, oh, this dude has so much potential. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Like, he's He's like the third, like, piece to this Los Angeles Lakers team that's going to take him over the edge. Oh, yeah. I, I'm still waiting for it. I'm still waiting for Kyle Kuzma to score more than like 20 points. Like, geez louise, man. Like, if Kyle Kuzma is like one of the main core players to you winning a championship, I'm sorry. I don't know if you're going to win a championship, bro. Because Kyle Kuzma is like the most streaky player in the NBA. J.R. Smith-esque as a power forward is what Kyle Kuzma is. I mean, this dude goes from having a pretty good game of scoring 16 to 20 points on very good, efficient numbers. It's all of a sudden, like, scoring, like, four points. Like, I'm sorry. Like, is he really that reliable of a player? I personally don't think so. I think Kyle Kuzma is overrated. I'm going to think that the Lakers, the only the only piece they kept... Out of their young core, was Kyle Kuzma? They gave up Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, and I hate to say, it, all three of these guys have all three of those guys had better seasons than Kyle Kuzma. I mean, yeah, you could say, oh, Kyle Kuzma, he's just getting thrown under the water by LeBron James and Anthony Davis, so you don't really get to see him as much. He still gets his opportunities. I hate hearing that excuse. He still has his opportunities to score the basketball. He just doesn't do it at an efficient rate. And honestly, personally, I think that him playing with LeBron hasn't helped his game. Like, this notion that LeBron makes every player he plays with better. And all these teammates better. I don't... I. I don't think he does. I mean, LeBron has to change everyone's game he plays with. I mean, look at what he did with Chris Bosh. Chris Bosh was a perennial all-star. One of the best power forwards in the NBA. No questions asked. Phenomenal player. Power forward center. He turned him into a jump shooter. That's all Chris Bosh turned into. Look at what he did with Kevin Love. Kevin Love was a twenty twenty player, get you twenty points to twenty five points, and get you like fifteen to twenty boards a game. It turned him into just a a corner three point specialist. Man, I just think the LeBron effect really does change players' games, and I hate to say it, but we're seeing that with Anthony Davis too. Anthony Davis is not score, you know, he's not holding the. Ball as much; it's all in LeBron's hands. Ever seen Anthony Davis? You know he's more of a spot-up guy now. I mean, we'll see how that plays out once playoffs start. I mean, hopefully, I mean Anthony Davis is a good enough shooter to do well from that. But Kuzma has been struggling, and I think Kyle Kuzma, if he's like literally the guy you're trying to rely on to be that third third player to get you over the hump of making the NBA finals or winning a championship I don't think Kuzma is your guy I think they should have kept either Brandon Ingram or Lonzo or Hart because I think all three of those guys are way more reliable players than Kyle Kuzma is and we're going to see the Pelicans I think they're going to maybe steal that eight spot from Memphis I personally think so I personally think so Pelicans have been playing really well. They were playing well going into the COVID season and they they played well. They've been playing well in these scrimmages. We'll see how they link up once full time comes back and all these players get all their minutes up and fatigue kind of becomes plays a role. But I personally think that all three of those guys were more reliable than Kyle Kuzma. And I think the Los Angeles Lakers are going to regret that decision. But that's my hot take, and these are my top five most overrated players in the NBA season of 2020. So, once again, thank you for joining me. and This is episode 14 of the Weatherman Report. If you have any special topics you want me to talk about, once again, hit me up in my socials. My Snapchat is the underscore weatherman forty four, and my Instagram is Burke underscore myers is my private, and my public is the underscore weatherman underscore report. So please let me know if you want me to talk about anything special. And once again, shout out to my sponsors Crema Watches and Bebo Empire. Please use my codes in the description, and. I am out. This girl out on the west side, we were talking seem like Wish I had seen her more than one time. I'll always keep her in a good light. I know this girl way out in East LA Until I eat in a pretty face. Now she's a fighter, put you in your place. I couldn't leave my heart an hour away. I'll run my fingers down her spine always emotional.